You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Thank you, Pastor Rick, for reminding us where we've been on this journey through the Gospel of John. We're in the final chapter today. Jesus has been raised from the dead. He's come back and met his disciples and he's gone on a fishing trip with them. He's eaten breakfast with them. And now he has a final conversation with Peter and with all of his disciples about what happens next, what happens now. Let's listen to these words from the final chapter of John's Gospel. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 15 through 19. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this, to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After that, he said to him, follow me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As humans, we wanna know that everything we do has a purpose. Especially during COVID-19 and all the chaos that it's brought to our world, we may find ourselves wondering Why should I get out of bed in the morning? Do the things that I do actually have meaning? Do they matter? Theologian and author Brene Brown says that it's actually connecting with other people that gives our lives meaning. If we want to know whether what we did mattered, we look to the people who have been changed by how we have lived, whether those are people that are well known to us or people that we just encounter by chance on the street. Most of us desperately want to know that our lives matter, that we've made a difference. The truth is something that we already know. It's not about money or the stuff we have or the places that we've traveled to. It's really about the people that we meet, the lives we intersect with, the people we see on the street passing by. In this final chapter of John chapter 21, Jesus gives Peter a purpose. Feed my sheep is what he says. Now the words are slightly different each time he asks the question, but basically they're synonyms and the takeaway is this. Jesus is asking the same thing 
three times. Do you love me? Which goes back to that connection piece that Brene Brown helps us think about, lives intersecting. And of course, Jesus, uh, Peter says, yes, you know that I love you. And Jesus says, all right, great, feed my sheep. And then he asks it again, do you love me? And Peter says, yeah, you know that I do. And Jesus says, all right, feed my sheep. I think it's really interesting because we've been through this whole journey of the Gospel of John and there's been all these messages and sermons and takeaways along the way, but the final message at the end of the Gospel, after the story of resurrection, after all the healings and the feeding and the miracles are done, it comes down to this. The final message that Jesus gives is, take care of people, feed my sheep. So I was talking with my friend Joanna, she's a pastor in Virginia, and she pointed out about this passage of scripture that it was actually really physically difficult to feed people in Jesus' time. And I had not thought about it that way before, but of course she's right. There is no Kroger, there's no click list, there's no quick run to the grocery store, no refrigeration, no cars to easily get you from one place to the next. Many families were fed by planting grain in the field and then harvesting it by hand and then grinding it down and then forming it into bread, baking their loaf, and that's how you ate. That's how you fed somebody. It's a lot of work. And so in that context, if you're caring for people and if you're physically feeding the hungry, it's actually a very demanding task and you have to think months in advance in order to have extra bread beyond what you need for your family. This was no simple task to feed somebody in Jesus' day. Well, here we are in 2020, and physically feeding people has never been easier than any other time in history. So those of you who have supported our food pantry know how easy it is. We have 30 families who take part in our food pantry, and every week needed items are listed in our e-news. And you go to the store, and you take a couple of those items off the shelf, you purchase them, you drop them off at our church. We have wire racks on the Circle Drive, which is the entrance to the church closest to Walden Road, and that's it. You've helped feed some people. If you haven't had a chance to do this yet, you're gonna get a personal invitation soon. Part of our kickoff on Sunday, September 13th, is picking up a Church in a Box take-home kit. And Part of that kit is a grocery bag, the kind that you'd get at Kroger or some other grocery store, and each bag will have on it a label of an item that's needed to feed people through our food pantry. Go to the store, buy the item, fill up the bag, bring it back and drop it off. It's as easy as that to help feed people in the name of Christ here in Clarkston. The truth is though, feeding people physically is just one facet of the calling that Jesus is inviting us to in this passage. Jesus gives Peter a purpose. He says, feed my sheep. But in the same way that we know that Jesus is not just talking about a physical flock of sheep, we also know that Jesus isn't just talking about making sure there's food on the table. These phrases in the final chapter of John tie back to the speech that Jesus gave his disciples on the night before he died. Jesus says, love one another, just as I have loved you, 
you are called to love one another. This kind of love, this kind of care and compassion for other people, it's all encompassing. It's not just about providing physical needs for people, it's about attentiveness, it's about watching out for one another. And it's really not an easy task. So I recently got back from a few days of vacation with my husband Joel and my daughter Maxine. And Maxine is about a year old. It was really good to get away for a few days, but I also have to tell you, it was exhausting. It was exhausting to be on vacation with a just over one year old. Because of course, she's, she didn't sleep well, she didn't nap well right at first, and she's exploring a new environment, so she's on the go and she's toddling everywhere, and you gotta watch her all the time. You have to care for her all the time, even when you're on vacation, which sounds obvious, of course. Uh, but you come back from time away, and sometimes you feel less rested than you did when you left. But I also felt renewed because it's tiring to do that kind of care for somebody else, but it's also really rewarding. It's wonderful to care for a tiny human and to see the world through her eyes and watch as she experiences new things for the first time and she learns and grows and explores the world. I came back from vacation a little bit worn out, but also grateful for every single day that I had caring for another human being caring for one another and feeding God's people, caring for God's people, loving people. It feels like that sometimes. It is tiring, but it's also extremely rewarding and in fact can offer us renewal and resurrection in our own lives. We find renewal in the things that God is asking us to do. We find resurrection in the Easter message. It comes alive for us, the story of Easter, when we live out this challenge to care for people, to love people, to meet people where they are, meet their needs, and watch out for them. God calls us to the kind of work that brings us life. Now the thing about feeding sheep or any other animal really for that matter is you can't just feed them once. If I told my French bulldog Bubbles like, okay, that's it, I fed you once for the week, you're done, she would not stand for that. Also, it would be animal abuse, but you get the point that I'm trying to make. You can't do that with an animal and say, did it, check, done. Jesus challenged to care for one another and to live out life, live out love. It's an ongoing task. Every single day we're called to that task. It's not one and done. It's every day, our calling. It's constant. It's also sometimes a thankless task to love people. When we look at Jesus' metaphor, we realize sheep are not fancy animals. Caring for sheep, caring for any animal, whether it's a bulldog or a tiny human or uh, or a spouse. Sometimes it's a thankless task. When I feed my dog, she doesn't run up and thank me. Uh, well, she's pretty excited about her food, but there's not a long speech that goes with it. There's not an extended spirit of gratitude that comes with it. And we like to believe that we're different as humans, that we do appreciate the care that others give us, and we do. 
but we also take things for granted. That's human nature. We too often are not grateful recipients of other people's love and care. When's the last time you said more than a cursory thank you to your spouse, let alone the delivery person or the person on tech support? We're not always good at showing gratitude, but that's not really why we do God's work anyway. We don't feed sheep for the thanks. If that's why you're feeding sheep, you give up now. That's not why we help people either. We don't show love to be thanked. We don't feed people so that they'll be grateful. We do it because it's the right thing to do. And it's what Jesus calls us to do. Whatever we do as Christians, whatever we offer, whatever we give, it's because of the response God has called out of our own hearts rather than the response that we hope to receive or expect to receive from somebody else. Now, I don't know about you, I, I like to be appreciated. Probably you do too. It's a little bit convicting to be reminded that God's, wo- God's work is not about that appreciation. It's about caring for others the way Jesus would care for them regardless. It's easy to list off ways that we can care for one another. Right now, we can care for one another through simple things like wearing a mask when you're inside or in close proximity to somebody else. My mask protects you, your mask protects me. There's so many other ways that we care for one another as well. Dropping off meals, making phone calls, helping one another out with yard work, which I've seen happen in this congregation recently. It's also not just about what we physically do to care for one another. It's also how we are towards one another, our attitude as we approach one another. Care does mean showing appreciation and gratitude. Again, that's on us, not on other people. We also care for one another by listening to their opinions, by allowing other people a chance to speak, by inviting them to join us for whatever we're doing. Caring for one another means voting in your election. Please register to vote. Caring for one another means working on ourselves and our own hearts through prayer and study and therapy and a good dose of God's grace. There's so many ways that we care for one another. And I don't have time to list them all for you today, but that's okay because I'm sure you have your own ideas of what it means to love one another, to love people, whether you know them well or you'll never meet them. I'm out in Clarkston today. You can see cars passing by, people walking by. That's intentional. That's intentional. These are the sidewalks where we as Clarkston United Methodist Church are going to live out Jesus' Easter message. These are the streets where we're going to show compassion to people or not. This is the place where we get to choose how we live out our calling as people of faith. And it's not just here in Clarkston. It's not limited by geography or boundary or anything we might put on a map. We're simply called to love people, everybody, whether we know them or not, whether we like them or not, whether they're like us or not. We're called to love people. And it's simple, but it's so complex. 
So if you're watching this this morning and you're wondering, do the things I do matter? The answer is yes. Yes, they matter because Jesus has called you and me to a unique purpose. Not only do the things that you and I do matter, but the way that we do them matters. It makes a difference, has the capability to change the world and change lives of people around us. Are we bringing an attitude of compassion and love and joy? How are we interacting with the people that we meet, whether we're meeting them in traffic or we're meeting them inside a store or we're meeting them in our backyard for a barbecue? Are we acting in love? Are we approaching them with love? We've been given a distinctive purpose as Christians, just how Jesus has given Peter a purpose. And our purpose is to feed God's sheep, to care for other humans, to love for one another, to live our lives, in fact, for other people the way Jesus did. This work is difficult, but it's also life-giving. So today we're making the Easter message into a verb. We're taking Jesus out into the streets and we're showing love and compassion to every single person that we encounter. So the question this morning is, do you love Jesus? I'm sure you're saying yes, wherever you are. Well, that's great. Together, let's feed God's sheep. May it be so. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.